I won mod buggy Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I got my car stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh man, that's yeah. brutal. Do you know how happy I am though? I, I just want to, I want to explain to everybody that my car got stepped on. <laughs> This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex here for the Hobbyplex Show podcast. And with me as always. A very well-rested and vacationed Will Brinton. Yes, yes. <laughs> as always, of course, this uh, this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show, you get a $500 lending credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate as part of the sponsorship of this program. So if you need a home loan, refinance, anything like that, they're there for you. They've worked with us so far. That's how we're able to get to you weekly. So don't use anybody else if you're looking for a house. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Dude, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. You watch Surf City? Yeah. I want to talk about that. That was great. Uh, I also want to talk about, basically, this is our summer, probably should be our summer series recap show since we, we didn't make it last week. So Will was on vacation. Uh, Will went to the Black Hills. Is that right? Yeah. And how did that go? Oh, it went fine. Um, how many days were you up there? We were there six days and, uh, we drove out there. We didn't take our camper. We oh. stayed in a cabin, oh. rented a cabin. Okay. We rented a side by side while we were up there for a day. And like, they had all these like little trails and like rock crawling style, style trails where you had to put it in like four wheel drive. And I had to lock the diff on it at one time to get through one of these paths that they have for them. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, it kind of made me want to get one. Then I like started doing research and like a good side by side is like 20 grand. So it was like, eh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Not. So, but yeah, they're like mini short courses. It's like the UTVs that like uh, Mike Garrison races. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what this is. Yep. This is like. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, his is probably a lot more souped up. It's like getting a, a Traxxas Slash or getting like. An associate SC six point two, right? In comparison, probably, but um, yeah. But we had a good time doing that, and um, her uh, mom's boyfriend and I, we went. We always go junkin' while we're up there. He's a Plymouth Mopar uh, Dodge guy, and we uh, there's this uh, vintage Plymouth uh, Mopar junkyard, and we always go there. And he he bought a bumper and some other stuff for some of his projects he's working on. Every time we're up there, I always find like a mini bike or a, uh, this year it was a three wheeler I tried to buy and they won't sell me any of that stuff out of there. I don't know why. So that sucks. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And then uh, I went and looked at some uh, Honda dealerships and some side by sides and a Honda monkey and feel that I didn't buy a monkey yet. Still can't pull the trigger. I was like, yeah, you know, like. I could I could buy it outright. I'd like to just like not waste that much or burn that much cash at one time. Right. And it's like so I do if I do that, I and finance it, I'd have like a four thousand dollar paperweight for this winter like yep. coming up. So it's yep. like I'd get it just in time not to write it. Yep. So maybe I'll wait until twenty twenty one to get one. Yeah. Same here. It was kind of it. My wife and uh, her mom and her aunt went to some vineyards, like some wineries or something up there. Hmm. It's pretty good time. I was supposed to be on vacation starting today. 
and uh, yeah. that ain't happening. So I got to, it'll get delayed probably another month. So, yeah. Oh, sure. well, still going to Myrtle beach as far as I know for the uh, masters of dirt race. So that'll be my vacation. We're going to, the plan is to um, leave on that Monday and we're going to stop at every skate park in every big city we go by. That'd be cool. So uh, Emerson, there's found one in, in Shawnee, Kansas. And then we're going to stop by, I think Nashville, there was one that he found. And then uh, we go right near Spartanburg. Is it Georgia? I think something like that. Anyways. So anyways, that's the plan. And then of course there's one in Myrtle beach too. So that'd be really good. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait for that. And that's a good month and a half away. Surf city. We should talk about the surf city race to start out with. So our, our guy, Tom Rinderneck went down there. So did Aiden Horn. You know, he's not necessarily Plex local, but he's raced here this summer once. Yeah. And he's raced in the past too, but dude, Tom killed it down there this weekend. Yeah. I tried to find the mains. I couldn't, there's no YouTube. There was at least as of last night, there wasn't any YouTube videos of the mains yet. I'm sure they'll be up. I bet they're editing them right yeah. now or something. Hopefully. I know he finished second in four wheeler and he TQ'd around a four wheel drive. Yeah. So I think it was round three. He TQ'd. Yeah. And that's, that's freaking awesome. And I've said this before, but it, it, it's good. It's good when you can, be on the same lap as him <laughs> at the Plex. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> when they're going that fast, right? It's like, well, at least I was on the same lap. Because usually... Yeah. Or if you're racing with him, it's like, man, this guy's human, you know? Yeah, that too. And then I'm trying to find what he did in four or two-wheel drive. I think he was fifth. That sounds right. Fifth or sixth. Yeah, something like that. Because Brock Chaplin won yeah. two-wheel. Yeah, Brock. And then it was Aiden. And then it was Spencer. Yeah. So kind of a, kind of an interesting for, you know, for a race, it, it, it was kind of the first big 10 scale race, right? That, I would say so. There hasn't it, been any best of my knowledge. Yeah. There hasn't really been any big 10 scale stuff. It's all been eight scale. Cause it's been mostly outside. And, uh, you know, so it, it was, it was interesting that the field was, was pretty stacked. I mean, oh, we finished seventh in two wheel drive. So you saw Brock, Aiden, Spencer, Dustin Evans had a good weekend for not really. I mean, he's just been stuck in Colorado for the whole COVID yeah. thing. You know, yeah. for a couple of these guys, it's probably been their only chance to really, you know, race in a high level. JP Richards was there. You know, I don't know how much 10 scale they've been doing in Ohio, but you know, that's where he's at. Yeah. Tommy Hines did good again. So the two wheel drive main, you know, Tom got seventh qualified seventh, finished seventh. So I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah. What'd you think of that track? What'd you think of the layout? It was something that I'd never seen at anything like that at OCRC before. Yeah. Like they had that, that funnel down corner with the bank. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, so you're, it reminded me of some of your layouts, but you know, great minds think alike, you know, uh, it just, it just, it was nice to see something different, you know, yeah. even they had that one corner coming up to the straightaway that went up and back, back down. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just something different. It looked really cool. Yeah. I definitely thought it was, it was a different, it was different for OCRC, mm -hmm. you know, not in a bad way. It was great. The track that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, I, uh, I, I wish I could have driven on it. I yeah. mean, it, it looks like, it looked like the kind of track, like, 
man, I wish I was there. You know, yeah. sometimes you see those layouts and it's like, eh, eh. I didn't go to that one, you know? Yeah. But uh, this, this one was definitely not one of those. They were on silvers, silver compound there. And they yeah, ended up on silver like and slicks. Yeah, silver slicks is what that yeah. ended up going to. Yeah. So do you think, do you think when, um, when winter rolls around, do you think we'll be back on silvers for our big race in February? Maybe. So the thing that I've noticed about silvers, is, especially this last Saturday, was that they were really good for about three minutes. And mm. it's like they just got hot. Mm. And they just kind of felt slimy. So I, I think that the track temperature, because it was 100 degrees on Saturday. That's what I'm thinking. You know? I'm, I, in wintertime, when our, especially in February, when mm-hmm. traditionally it's been very cold out, our track's going to be cold. And even with, with all the doors shut. So it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm going to have both. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have both sets of both compounds, but, or at least what's working. I mean, if we get out there, it's like silver's the best all the time, then I won't question it. And I'll yeah. just make sure I have a lot of silver compounds, but. Yeah. I just, I think, I think the track, cause we, when's the last time we raced 10 scale in the wintertime at the Plex? Or really? I mean, we've done a few Friday nights here and there, but it really hasn't been that often. Two or two years ago, probably. Yeah. And we had, you know, clay compound, of course, but golds. Mm-hmm. And that was the old gold. It wasn't even the new gold yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. And we were definitely putting a lot of goop on them. And yeah. Getting them soft. I mean, they probably felt like, like silver compounds. Yeah. You know. Plus the track's going to be all churned up and will be pretty, pretty fresh, pretty much brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that compound's designed for is for newer tracks that haven't matured yet. Yes, yeah. my understanding. Yep. So, uh, but then it's like, you know, you have these tracks that don't really get uh, like a black dirt track that don't really get that super, you know, groove that you can just see. Like our groove turns black and that's where we know where the groove's at. Yeah. Well, like on black dirt, you really don't see that. It just kind of changes the way it reflects light. Yeah. And uh, like there's a lot of tracks where uh, the silver compound in slick is better. Yeah. Than gold period. So I, I don't know what, the, what our track's going to do this winter. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> the good, I mean, the good news is we're going to have three weeks, mm-hmm. right? Cause we're going back to dirt in January. Right. So you can kind of feel the end of, it feels like the end of a season coming up. We have two summer yeah. series races almost virtually back to back. Not they're they're two weeks apart, mm-hmm. but you can kind of feel the, not necessarily slow down because we still had a really good club race on Saturday, but to me, it feels like the end of the season. Like nobody wants to wear, like nobody wants to buy a whole bunch of tires right now. Yeah. It seems like for dirt, like, you know, we're all trying to make our stuff last as long as possible and uh, get through these mm-hmm. last two summer series races, you know? So yeah, I raided my carpet car on Saturday. That tells you anything. Yeah. You I know. know. <laughs> I got to ask Emerson what he wants to do. Cause I, basically we're going on this big trip and that's going to be a good, a good chunk of cash. And then he wants to race Truggy, which could be a new chunk of cash. And then I still got to get plates in my car. So that's going to be a good chunk of cash. So I had to ask him, I'm like, okay, do you want Truggy or do you want to go to Myrtle beach? Cause that's what you're going to have to decide for a little while. You know, you, well, I'll probably be able to get him a Truggy around Christmas time. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Uh, we'll see what he says. I'm going to Myrtle beach no matter what. So <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. go. I'll be like, all right, you're staying home. Watch the cats. 
Oh, really? <laughs> you just go by yourself? Just go by myself. I'll fly. <laughs> Screw you guys. Plane tickets are cheap now. So I want to roll into uh, the summer series. So, I mean, to wrap that up, uh, Tom Runenecht went to the Surf City. He did awesome. He represented the Midwest really well. So did Aiden Horn. And uh, like always, like we're super proud of him. And uh, we're glad that he's, he's doing well, especially at that level. And it just kind of yeah. sucks that 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 COVID's really ruined this year for racing. Well, it's ruined a lot of things. It's ruined everything. Put it that way. But at least there, there's no Husker football season. <sighs> yeah, I know. And I don't really care about any other sport except for except for Supercross. So hopefully that doesn't get ruined next year. Yeah. So I just want to bring it up and uh, talk about that for a little bit, and it's really good to see because. Um, not Blue Groove. What was the track called? Uh, we the always compound. call it Blue Groove, but it's yeah, the compound. compound. Yeah, was. but I mean, just yeah, we always just call it Blue Groove. Just just because that track closed, it's kind of like it's kind of like we're their home now for a little while, you know. Yeah, it, you know, and that's kind of the way. That's the trend. Like when when they're in between a track, they come here. Yeah, you know, and and that's fine. You know, and I'm sure that they'll have another track soon. Yep. You know, we're, we're just kind of like, like a Chia pet. It's nice to have around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the winner is. Okay. Summer series. So I want to talk about summer series points. So we had 196 entries while you were gone. Ooh, man, that's a lot. So you would have been 197 and I can actually think of a few people that weren't there and it was like, dude, we could have had more than that. I mean, we could have easily had over 200 entries. And the last time that happened was, uh, right before the Nats in 2016. Yeah. So it was crazy. I mean, it was, it felt, unfortunately like the, when we had 191 for round three, we were able to, I think we only had like 21 heats. And then the way this worked out because of the classes that were entered, I think we had 23 heats. So we had, we didn't get done until after 10 on this one because of the extra, extra heats and extra mains. So it was a long day, but we got it all in. Oh yeah. 13, five, four wheel drive has been the biggest class in club racing and now in, and in the summer series. I mean, if you look at it, we've had 59 different drivers this year in 13, five, four wheel drive. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Just think if all those people came every single round. I mean, that's more than they get at nationals. I mean, and yeah. uh, realistically speaking at the Nats, you'll get like, you know, 40 cars, maybe 30. That's probably the most popular class in electric 10 skill off-road right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, the guy that may not think he's ready to run a four-wheel drive modified or he just got out of two-wheel or, or, or just got a plex spec, you know, that, that sounds like probably the most appealing class to try to run for the first time in electric 10 scale. You know, it's not, it's not overpowered and then you get four wheel drive. Right. And you know, honestly, I like driving that class. I love it. It's the, the motor, it's like just right. It's uh, it's not slow, but it's not overpoweringly fast where I think I'm going to break my car all the time. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever driven one. I'll let you drive mine. I think I drove Kyle's uh, Serpent 13.5 four-wheel a long time ago, but it, I don't remember if that had a modified motor in it or not. The other reason why I think 13.5 four-wheel drive is probably the most popular class, at least at our track, is because of the 
the durability of the cars has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, like ten years ago, you know, I don't think the class would have been near as popular because you would have been tearing up B forty four diffs left and right, and oh, yeah. and the twenty two four was you know whatever it was, and uh, um, you know, before that, then you had you know the double X four which broke bulkheads left and right, and then and the YZ ten which broke arms all the time. Like you just every four wheel drive up until recently has had some sort of mechanical problem. That's made it a nightmare for people to run, which is always why it was kind of like left to the side and only brought out at big races. Like that mod truck mm-hmm. used to be, or trucks used to be the second class that, that everybody club raced went in. And now because our cars are so much durable, like the B 74 and B 64, those things are tanks. The techno, mm-hmm. I mean, if you break a techno, you're doing something really stupid. And the low and the low C car. Yeah. I think the the car that kind of changed the way that people thought about four wheel drive was that HPI tends to Yes. Yes. That was kind of like the turning point where the cars got like more. I think that car was the first one to come with gear diffs. And it was like the first one to have like a good drive or a bulletproof drivetrain. And the arms were more like eight scale esque in like durability, you know, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. And that, that's, that's kind of when the, everything kind of changed was yeah. that car. Yeah. That was uh that the hot bodies car was very, very popular at the Hobbyplex, And that's kind of where mm-hmm. you saw a lot of the guys that would run pro four ended up mm-hmm. kind of either having the four wheel drive car as a second class, or they would just ditch pro four altogether and just race that. That's kind yeah. of where that started. Exactly. Was no, with there's that car. a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them at the Plex. Yeah. They, just look, they look so weird and yeah. whimsical with the scaffolding, yeah. you know, uh, front and rear tower support. But I mean, they were really durable. Cars. Yeah. Very. Yeah. It was fun. Anyways. So looking at the points. So Nate Sutherland, they went on vacation for round three. So they had to come back and really, really do good at this one. And he has yet to not win in 13.5. Or I should say, you know what? Round one, he got second, but he TQ'd. So he got, he got the, the 100 points. Mm-hmm. So Nate Sutherland right now has 301 points total because he, his throwout is a zero. And the next two, he's still got to do really well. But he's got seven points right now over Owen Vanderbeek. Mm. And Owen has a one-point lead over Ken Peterson. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to, it's going to be close. Yeah, it is. And then John Kinzer's three points back. Ruben King's four off of him. Bradley Peterson's three off of Rubes. Bradley and chance are actually tied right now, but it does look like chance has the lower throwout. So right now the tie would go to Bradley and then David Peevler's two, two points off of them. Uh, Nick Pavel is only one point off of David and then Dustin Hosick is quite a ways back off of Nick Powell. So you're, you're from about fourth down. It looks like it's kind of figured out to 10th place, but the, mm-hmm. but the top three, I mean, Nate's got such a big lead. It would have to be two ca- like catastrophic races in a row you yeah. know, for something to happen. But the one thing about this was like when Ryan came, all the top contenders had a bad round, right? Yeah. Like I raced and I got a, I got a win. And I took the TQ points away. So that's, that's the kind of butthole I am. (laughs) And then Ryan got second, but then, you know, um, but then everybody else seemed to have kind of a rough round in that one. 
And then in this last one, uh, you know, Nate came in and, and TQ'd and won. And it just seems like everybody else kind of was, had a, had a yo-yo kind of day. So yeah. that's, that's where that spread comes in at. Yeah. My advice to the top three is like, if you get like out front in the main, or if you're like second or third, mm-hmm. like just take care of your car. Cause anything can happen. Like don't, don't wreck it. Just, just maintain speed and take care of your car. Like yeah. be a good point. Look at his points racing right now. Yep. You know, well, uh, so the last round, so I got third and 40 plus we'll talk about this, you know, eventually here, but, um, I, I crashed a lot cause I was not ready for the traction we had. So I was crashing all over the place, but I was just like in maintenance mode. I'm like, okay, I got a TQ point. So I started thinking when I was in second, I'm like, well, if I get second, I'll still get a technically the same points as a win. And then when I dropped to mm-hmm. third, I'm like, well, if I stay here, I, at least I get a second, you know, second place points yeah. out of this, you know, don't lose any more is, is what I was thinking of. And, and I think, I think that's how I was able to win mod buggy all those years too. Because I, I looked at, I, a yeah. lot of times I would look at the big picture a little bit more mm-hmm. and not make some stupid error where I drop, you know, four more spots on the last lap or something. Like I was, I don't know, a little bit more conscious about how that worked. Yeah. And then eventually it just got slow. So <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we got slow. I think we, everybody got faster. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> The benchmark has changed. Yes, it has. <laughs> so, uh, thirteen five short course trucks. So we've had eight total trucks. It looks like there's there's really just five guys though that that have been here enough times, you know, to keep up in the points. So Ashley McCormick's got a four point lead. Clint's got a two point lead over Andy for second. Andy's got two points over Tyler for third, and Tyler's got four points over Jake Wilkening. And then it goes Sam White, Jeff Thorson, and Brian Morey but a couple of those guys were only there once. So short course is probably, this is probably the last year for short course at the summer series. So yeah, sorry guys, but it needs a full heat at least. Otherwise. So what's happened every single round is we were begging for quarter marshals. And I, I hate that mm-hmm. at a summer series race, especially like I hate that. Yeah. You know, so it looks like Ashley kind of has that one not wrapped up, but he's pretty much on his way. He just has to not screw up the next two. Stadium truck, we've had 21 different uh, trucks altogether. And uh, Drew Rubin King and Nate Sutherland. So this is going to go down between the two of them. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, an, it's an associated versus Losi battle. Drew has 301 points. And Nate has 300. And then they got a four-point lead over Wade Garing, Six points over Brian Cox. Brian's got one point over Chance. And then behind him, oh, hmm. Justin Stevie, who wasn't there on the last one, is one point off of Chance. And then hmm. four points back is Clint with one point lead over Ashley, who's got one point over Raven. And then TJ Williams right now is holding on to 10th place. So we give awards for top 10. So it's kind of a, kind of a cool deal if you can hang on to that 10th spot. Nice. Oh, hopefully I get a trophy this year. I think you will. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> so this one, uh, so stadium truck, you know, it's not over in this one by far. There's only one point between the top two and they both have had a zero. So Nate missed last round and Drew didn't race the first round. So right now, Nate's got the lower throwout, a 98 to one of Drew's 99s. 
So that'd be, that's going to be interesting with the, with the two to go here coming up. So expert buggy has had 40 different drivers in it this year. And this one is also extremely close and it's kind of come down to three people. Ken Peterson's leading with 299. Nate Sutherland has 298 and Bradley Peterson has 297. Interesting. So it is going to be close. Yes. Bradley's throw out round is a 91. Nate's is a zero and Ken's is only a 98. So he's made the top three, the podium in every single round so far. And then it's Wade Gehring, Chance Rolk, David Peevler, Orlando Martinez, Dustin Hosick, Brian Cox, and Trevor Paul. The battle for 10th is not close. Nick Pavel's the next one, but he's like eight points off of Trevor. There's the top three, and then there's a big split, and it looks like the battle for 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th is only one point apart as well. That one's going to be close. We'll move on to 40-plus. My bag now, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So... I have 303 points. I've got a five point lead over Mac. If I can win the next one, I think I've got it locked in where I don't have to run the last one. So the pressure's on me because what I want, my plan is to, this is going to sound really bad. I'm sorry if I sound like a conceited douchebag here, but I'm just trying to tell you guys the truth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'm hoping to win the next one or get second. I think that's all I need is a first or a second. So I don't have to run the last one. So I can take my car apart and get it ready for carpet. Yeah. You need to do that. That's my plan. So yeah, because carpet's coming, going to be coming up quick. Oh, Hey, which, which, uh, uh, tire sauce are we allowed to use on carpet? SXT light. Is it the white dot, the black dot, white dot, red dot, white dot, white Mm -hmm. dot. Yes. Okay. Yep. And, uh, Tim and I, Tim and I've been talking about it. We're probably going to hide of the rest of them. Like I told him not even, I I told him not even to order any of the off-road SXT anymore. Yeah. Because everybody uses PB Blaster. Why would, why would we need that? Well, and there's a guy that bought it and he was like trying to run his cars. Like I got the sauce, you know? Yeah. Like what are you using? And he showed me that. I said, well, let's go try it. And we tried it and his car just like wouldn't go. Right. On our, on our dirt. Yeah. So. And again, we're not saying it's a bad sauce. We're just saying it doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work at our track very well. Yeah. So at least, at least for off-road, I bet oval probably works. Okay. Yeah, probably. But even those guys use PV blaster mostly because you can smell it. As soon as you walk downstairs. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, So Mac is in second with 298. Kyle Gannon's at 294. Chad Rubin King's at 290. Brian Cox is at eight, uh, 287. He's tied with Tony Leatherman for fifth place. With also with 287, Brian Burns got 285, Phil's got 280, Kurt's got 276, Kurt Benson, and Ashley McCormick is at 193, Grady Ashton's at 187. So, you know, this this class is pretty spread out. I mean, let's face it. So I'd have to do something extremely stupid the next two, which I've been known to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never say, know. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. I'm just, you know, but but this one's this one's looking pretty, pretty, uh, pretty locked in. Almost the whole field is, is, you know, there's just that, that race for fifth right now between Brian and Tony. So Tony's got to make sure he fits uh, in front of Brian Cox the next couple races. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. We're going to go to independent buggy here in the points. So 
we have had, let's take a look at this because this number is going to be big. 48 different independent buggy drivers. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought that in 2015, when Jason Rona and Allison Rona and I uh, started talking about having an independent class with their tires as a handout tire, that would, it would turn in to a class with 48 different drivers at the summer series. I wouldn't have thunk it five years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You saw it here first. Isn't that cool? I think that's pretty cool. So (laughs) for those of you guys that don't know, independent buggy is, uh, you're not allowed to have any sponsors, not just, not just chassis sponsor, no sponsors, just regular Joe's. That's what we like at the Plex. So it's, I'm not, I'm not anti sponsorship. I know the very first show we did, I had some, some feedback message wise on, you know, Facebook messenger asking me what my problem is with sponsored drivers. And I don't have any problem with sponsored drivers, but I do feel that. And this is one of the reasons why I stopped being a sponsored guy myself was because I felt way back in 2015, like we were starting to lose touch with why we do this. Why do we race our C cars? Why do we spend this much money on these stupid little cars? And then get all flustered and pissed off when nobody's given us discounts or free stuff. Like, you know, why do we do that? And so I wanted to create something that had something for the regular Joe and to give them a chance to separate themselves, you know, and they've been doing it nitro forever. I mean, they had, you know, back in, um, uh, RC, RC, RC pro series, you had three levels. You had intermediate expert and pro. And they each had different variables as to what you could run and, and, you know, say what you want about sandbaggers and stuff like that. But it was kind of cool to go to a race and see the independent guys do well. And that's why at the DNC and stuff, you see that it's cool. It's cool to see eight year old kids up there on the podium, you know, yeah, that, that are, that are winning independent or intermediate. And then, then you see them move on to the next level and then eventually to the next level. If, if they stick with it, it's kind of the same deal here with independent. I want to see, I want to see these regular Joe's that just enjoy coming to the track and racing RC cars mm-hmm. do well and then get some confidence. And then eventually, you know, that's why I let them run expert too. Cause if you know, why not? They got one car, they can run two classes. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So 49 total. So if we look at the top, I know that Wade Gehring is winning independent buggy. Wade Gehring's got 303 points, 404 p- points total. The magic number really is, is, is basically 501, right? So he's just got to do well. He's TQ'd and won all three rounds, even though Jackson's come close a few times. So Jackson Anderson is five points off of Wade. I, you know, and you never know what can happen in the last two, but that's, a, that's right now at this point in the series, that's a very large lead uh, to try to make mm-hmm. up. Um, Easton McCormick though, has been coming on strong. He missed the first round. So He's got to do really well the last two. He's actually got a shot to take over Jackson's spot. So Jackson's going to have to come and, and do well. Yeah. Um, Tyler Brinkerhoff is at 289. So he's about six points off of Easton. So that you're kind of your top three are kind of not set in stone, but it's pretty close. Andy Lachance is in fifth with 288. So he has a chance to overtake Tyler. So both of them are going to have to drive pretty well here down the stretch. Clint Coburn at 282. So there's six, six points off of Andy. So that top five now kind of looks like it might get start getting figured out. 
And then you got the Petersons, Caden and Jace. Uh, they are one point apart, which always seems to happen with family. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, like, like, it's just, I don't know why that works out that way. And then Hogan Miller and then Justin Stevie rounds off your top 10. And then Jake Wilkening's at 276. So he's still shot, got a shot at making the top 10. Um, but he's got to drive uh, pretty well too and hope that some of the guys in front of him don't. So, yeah. But that's awesome, dude. 49 different drivers so far um, this year. Not all of them are coming. You know, I mean, what have we had? A, B, and C mains, D mains usually. So usually yeah. about 30-something cars. Mm-hmm. So not all of them have come all at once, but that's, you know, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah. Be, be careful what you wish for. It could yeah. happen in the last <laughs> uh, round or something. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. We, you know, if everybody showed up that's raced here. Oh, my God. It'd be such a long like day. 250 entries. <laughs> yeah. Probably more. Okay. Mini Truggy. Dan Gangler. He's got to do something remarkably stupid in the last two as well to, to lose <laughs> this. Uh, he's got four points over Aiden Olson and the, and the, mm-hmm. the uh, Munchkin truck. They've got four points over Matt Robinson. Matt Robinson's got two points over Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens and Jake Poteet are tied for fourth. And yeah, so there's only two points between three drivers for third place. So that's probably the one to watch. That's that's going to be more of like the race to watch coming up. Bryson Pavel's a little ways back in, in sixth. Then Chad Irwin, Tyler Fleming, Nate Hogan Miller, and Bob Hamilton is 10th. But we've only had eight drivers make all four rounds so far. And then we've only had 10 trucks total. No, 11 trucks total. So, mm. you know, it's a growing class. It's more than short course. So it'll come back next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus, I want to get one. I've been yeah. wanting to get one for a while. Yeah, mini truck. Mini, mini truck. Mini truck. looks so like, badass, dude. Yeah, I, I <sighs> we need more company. We need Associated Lowe's to make one. Yeah, like a legit version of their of it to make it work. Oh, then yeah. it would, then I think it would grow yeah, like crazy. Yeah, I think it. I think it'd be pretty cool. So, mod two wheel drive. So here we go. This one's going to come down to the wire between two drivers because they have an 11 point lead over the rest of the field. So Alex Vanderbeek right now has 299. Tom Rinderneck has 299. Tom, Tom's throwout. This is why there is 92 because remember that round three, he broke a spur gear. Yeah, I remember. Yep. So Alex Vanderbeek has, has yet to come off the podium. That's why the tie right now is going to Vanderbeek. So mm-hmm. they're going to be heads up the next two. So that's going to be intense. The other thing I want to, I want to point out too, because uh, what, yeah, it was like three techno series races ago now where we had controversy due to the ties. Me? No, I don't think it was you. It was sportsman. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was me. Oh, yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was sportsman nitro buggy. Uh, <laughs> the tie. So I usually use the throw out as a tie. So if you got, if it's best four out of five, your, your drop score is the throw out. If it's lower than the next guy, then you lose. That's how I've always done mm-hmm. it. I've done it that way from 2005. Okay. Other tracks might do it differently. That's the way I've always done it. I stick with that. That's still the tie break. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, uh, if there's, if there's still a tie at that point, then I use the second lowest score, right? 
Yeah. And then if there's still a tie, what I've, what I've said now, uh, and I'm going to make this post again though, is basically if there's still a tie after your second throwout, then we're going to go to wins or podium finishes. And the, the, the way I've explained it is the higher position, uh, counts the most. So if you've had three thirds and no firsts and the guy you're tied with has had a first, that guy wins. Yeah. Cause it's first. So mm-hmm. you never know. It could come into play here. Hopefully not, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so to, at least you're getting it out there. How yeah. Determine the tiebreaker. Exactly. Now. Yep. <laughs> so in that case, like if it ended now and they were, and they were in a dead heat tie without the throw out, Alex has two first and a second and Tom's only got two firsts. So that two first and a second would beat the two firsts. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Derek Wood is third. 11 points off of the top two. Yeah. He's got one point over Ethan Dallaire. Ethan's got two points over Aiden Olson. Aiden has two points over Drew Rubin King and you and Dave Alberico. There's a three-way tie right now for sixth, seventh, and eighth place. Oh boy. Yeah. I'll probably get eighth. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I end up eighth. And then a ways back behind them is Ken Peterson. And then a ways behind Ken is Mitchell Pavel. So yeah. really there's, there's two separate races going on here. Actually three, if you look at it that way, there's a race for first, there's a race for third, and then there's a race for mid pack. Yeah. In mod buggy. Emerson is 14th and he's got no shot in moving up any higher than that, according to this. So we'll have to wait and wait another year to crack that top 10. I honestly thought my throwout was going to be that round. I think I started like fourth or third and my car was stuck on the pipe at the end of the straightaway. Yeah. Your round one was, your round one was a 91. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lame. And then, uh, I I think I got fourth the round after that, or maybe the next round. Yeah. You did really good. I can't remember, but, and then I missed the last round. So that was like my throw out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always end up screwing it up. I have vacations on rounds in the summer. I know, and we even talked about this. I thought you weren't going to miss this one because uh, it wasn't technically Labor Day weekend. So yeah, I thought so too. But yeah, yeah well, the way it works out. I guess next year we're going to go in July. Oh so. well, there you go. I'll let you know the date. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. I'll try to work around it. Well, we're probably going to have to move around one in May. Because yeah. a whole bunch of our kids are going to graduate and they're having graduation parties. What would traditionally be our opening weekend? No, so. they're graduating. <laughs> they miss just like I missed. No, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Four wheel drive mods kind of figured out. So Tom Rinnernecht has 303 points, 402 overall. He just needs to get basically a second, maybe even a third to kind of lock it in. Alex Vanderbeek has 297, so he's five points back. And then there's a big gap again between those two to Drew Rubin King, who is tied right now for third place with Derek Wood, and Aiden Olson and Dave Alberico are only one point behind them at 288. So that whole third through sixth place could shuffle around depending on where people finish in the next one. Ethan Delaire, he's now quite a ways back in seventh. Um, he's got a Three point lead over Mitchell in eighth, Ross, Ross Westhoff. 
is a 373 and ninth and Dan Gangler is holding up 10th place at 271 and he's got like a nine point lead over Patrick Mitrovic's in 11th. All right. So top 10's kind of figured out. It's just where they're going to finish. Basically, basically third through sixth place is going to be a dead heat until the end. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to Plexbeck, our last, our last class. And this one's kind of figured out now. Jana Peevler is at 303. She's never lost. So she's got a first place, a first place, a first place, and a first place with three, nice. T- with three TQs. So cool. she's got a seven point lead over Parker. Parker's got six over Brady Papanow. They've got four over Daniel Bender. Bender's been doing good though. Yeah. He's looking to get a buggy here in a little bit, I think. Nice. Grant Noonan and him are tied for fourth. So that could be an interesting. And then Hunter Anderson, Jackson's brother is only one point back in, in sixth place. So that's going to be a good race to the end there in Plex spec. A little ways back is Ryan Cox, Josh Ryan, Grayson Stevie, and then Mason Hardesty is, oh, and Eli Vanderbeek and Mason Hardesty are tied for 10th place. So that top 10 plaque, Eli Vanderbeek's got a shot at it. Yeah. And Plexpec has had 24 different drivers and 11 of them have made every round. So that's pretty good for Plex. That's not bad. Yeah. You know, two heats at a summer series race is pretty good for Plex spec. Cause then you can have a marshal each other and it doesn't, yeah, no, it's great. And it doesn't, you know, turn into a thing. Yeah. I don't like things anymore. Yeah, so we don't, want a thing. we don't want a thing. All right. With that, we'll wrap up our, uh, round four of the team associated summer series. Um, that's your points. Uh, we didn't go over the finishing order of the last one just because we're trying to keep these shows to an hour or so. So, we got a little bit more to talk about here after this. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors for the team associated summer series of the Plex. So a little history lesson here. The summer series has been around since 2005 when we were on the big, dusty, huge outdoor track. Um, and then in 2007, we moved the track to where it is currently at. And then in 2011, we put a roof on it. Um, the summer series really started to get big. I'd say right around that 2007, uh, 2008, uh, year, which is 12 years ago. Now, if you think about it, um, as kind of a big nitro thing, we would have nitro on one day and then we do so on Saturday and then we do the electric races on Sunday or vice versa. I can't remember exactly how we did that, but you know, we were getting 50, 60 entries for electric on that track. And it was kind of an eight scale track when we switched to 2011. We gave it a go on different weekends. So we had, we would do the 10 scale summer series on one Saturday and then we'd do the, the eight scale series on another Saturday and the turnout for the nitro stuff just didn't work out. And so that's why we do the techno winter series because where else are you going to race nitro in the winter time? Right. There's not many places and we're one of them. So, um, so the summer series just grown and has turned into this thing, which, which I'm very, very thankful for because that was my original intention when coming up with this was I kind of wanted to imitate the series races that I saw on the West coast, like the JBRL and the grassroots series and, and, and stuff like that. And, and I feel like now, you know, we have that and, and we've, we've given people something to really look forward to every summer, knowing that, that these races are going to take place once a month. And you know, that when you come here, a, you're not going to get rained out. The track's going to be good. And people are actually going to be here. Those are the big three things that I think 
keep people coming back. So with that, I do want to say that we've picked up a few more sponsors. So one up racing, Randy Castro is going to send some stuff our way here. I'm supposed to give him a follow-up email this week to remind him. We got stuff from gravity RC and motive. They sent some stuff away again. And what I really love about these guys that I'm naming here too, is, you know, a lot of times you'll contact these companies and they'll treat you like they've never heard of you before, which is kind of annoying if you've yeah. talked to them year after year and been like, yeah, dude, we're, we're still here. We're the hobby plex, you know, but like for instance, with gravity RC, I just emailed Paul and Paul's like, okay. And then poof, out yeah. the door, you know, awesome. And they're that way with ordering stuff too. You know, when, when we need orders, uh, motors and, and, and components and stuff like that, uh, raw speed, Jason Snyder, I, I talked to him on the phone and, um, they're sending some stuff our way. We've been carrying yeah. raw speed tires now for, for a little over a year. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, team associated has already sent their stuff. So we've got some pretty cool door prizes to give away, including the grand prize kits, uh, that we always do pro tech and a main, um, ever since hobby town and pro tech have gotten together, a main and pro tech have been huge supporters of the hobby plex, man. Part of it's cause we sell a lot of pro tech stuff, but I think we were one of the first, I, I hope I'm saying this right. I hope nobody gets offended at, if they're listening at a hobby town, but I think we were one of the first hobby towns to kind of go all in and order lots of stuff from a main in that pro tech line, you know, because it's good stuff and it's not yeah. crazy expensive, you know, mm-hmm. of course, Weberized, our, uh, our podcasting host is going to give one free hour of podcast time to, uh, to whoever wins this and, uh, and they can even do it remotely. So if you're from like, you know, Wisconsin or something, you know, they could, they could do that remotely. So if you win this, get an idea and then, and then give it a shot and then, and then afterwards pay them to, uh, to continue the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a $200 value yeah. right there. Yep. That's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Jay concepts, Jason's super, Jason Allison are super easy. You, I can text them and they'll be like, uh, okay, when, and then, and then usually, um, you know, we get stuff and AKA. AK is always on board. They're really easy to, to deal with. And, uh, they've been, they always send stuff every year. Yeah. And see if I'm missing somebody. Cause I don't want to miss anybody. I think, I think we're going to have a few more. I got to make some phone calls this week, but uh, for now that's, that's what we have. So, uh, we mm-hmm. can't thank those guys enough and please, please, please buy their stuff. Cause yeah, it doesn't work unless you buy their stuff. So there's that. Okay. Let's take a moment to, uh, to listen to our speaking of sponsors, to listen to our show sponsor, Pivot Lending Group, either David Olson or Don Zoller or both. Uh, we'll talk about some, uh, some real estate stuff uh, while I get my kickstart ready. I brought some ice. Ooh, ice, ice, baby. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending. As a Marine Corps veteran, I have a special place in my heart to help other veterans realize their dreams of becoming homeowners and also getting themselves into better positions financially by refinancing their home. I am also a certified VA specialist. I've taken um, some specialized training. I've been doing VA loans for 17 years. So I've seen a little bit of everything and know how to get around different obstacles when it comes to the VA loans. 
rates are amazing right now on VAs on 30 year and on 15 year, you are looking in the twos. So they're running about 2.625, 2.75 on a VA loan right now. And in 17 years, I've never seen them this low. If you're interested in getting qualified for a VA loan, or you want to look at refinancing your current VA loan or refinancing your current loan into a VA loan, if you're a veteran, give me a call 402-715-9082. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, I'm going to open this up. This is a warm kickstart that I've had since 9 a.m. this morning uh, when we took off from Norfolk, Nebraska. And I'm going to pour it into this Contigo, Contigo ice thing where my ice has not even melted. It's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Dude, that actually worked. That sounded amazing. All right, here we go. That didn't sound quite amazing. Hey, pass me a kickstart. But at least it's cold. Cause yeah, put, dude, is there a lid? Yeah, it's right here. Put put the lid on it. Oh it yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, warm warm kickstarts, no bueno. Uh not my favorite <laughs> thing to drink on the planet. How does this even work? I don't even know how this works. It's got a snap steel seal. There's all these dumb things that you gotta do. Hold on. Nope. Nope. It's too quiet. It would have been funny if the lid came off. I know and, and like, spilled all over my rad racing shirt. That'd have been fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Kickstart. Hey, Patrick, kickstart. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? Okay. So on YouTube, Trevor Zelaney got himself a custom works dirt oval car this week. From the Plex. Ooh, okay. Yeah. We ordered in a brand new, whatever version four or whatever it is off topic. Not really off topic. It's question time. Uh, do you have any recommendations between ball diff and gear diff for oval racing? It depends on the amount of grip you're on, but I'd have to say at our track, this is last year. I mean, pretty much everybody is running a gear diff that I know of. Two gears in the gear diff, um, with, uh, was it 10,000 weight oil is what we were using? Yeah. And we're, we're pretty good. So I don't know. But, I don't know enough about oval racing to give too much um, advice on that. But I do know that for the most part, almost, almost all the top guys are using gear diffs. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not sure about loose dirt, but. No. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or outdoor. But I know at the Plex, if you're racing there. Uh, I would, I would have a gear dip ready to go to try it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Oh, well. Yeah. At least we try. We try to answer questions if they come up. That's, yeah. All you gotta do is try. Yep. I'm just glad to be on YouTube again. So I kind of took a week off. I don't know if anybody, all of you guys that are watching this one, I think there's seven people watching right now, but, um, Will, Thanks, guys. Will, uh, Will was gone for vacation um, last week, so we didn't do the podcast. And then, so we didn't have the podcast live stream. And then we, I didn't really take any videos of anything. There wasn't anything new in the store. 
to do a what's new Wednesday. So we didn't do that. And then Thursday night, because Tim's been on vacation, I've been working tons of hours. So, <laughs> so Thursday night I got home at like, like eight 30 and I'm just like, Ugh, I didn't want to work on anything. I don't even want to look at an RC car. Mm-hmm. So there was no after hours live stream on Thursday. I had to work all day on Friday and, uh, I did get some stuff done on the crawler course on the outdoor crawler course that I've been meaning to do for a long time Friday night. So basically yeah. the, I close the store, kind of the drawer, and then I'm the one with the key. So I got to stay there until racing is over with anyways. Mm-hmm. So I just got around to the other side and, uh, I took down this, um, this wood thing that I built. It was like the first thing I've ever built for the crawler course and I didn't like it. So I took it down and, um, I've been collecting a lot of, a lot of wood, like stumps and stuff. And my idea was Mm -hmm. to make these stumps in like a, like a V shape and then have a bridge going across it. And I still got to make the bridge. I might do that tomorrow. Kind of depends on how, how rainy it is that they're saying tomorrow, but I got that done. So I was pretty happy with that. So, yeah. And then Saturday, my phone was dead all day. So I didn't get a chance to take any video of any of the races. And, uh, it was Saturday went by really fast too. So we had, we had like 40 something entries. It was eight heats. You know, we were, we were done in like an hour and 10 minutes per round. So the day went by really fast and, uh, you were there, you know that. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. yeah. I won mod buggy Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I got my car stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh man. That's yeah. brutal. Do you, do you know how happy I am though? I, I just want to, I want to explain to everybody. <laughs> no, not that. Yeah, I know. So, okay. Uh, so how do I put this? So I'm not, I'm used to it now. Put it that way. I'm used to it now, but four or five years ago, like I used to be pretty good at, at mod two wheel and four wheel and mod truck and all that stuff too. I'd say, I'd say 2013 through 2015 was like kind of my heyday. Right. If I was yeah. going to look back at my life and, and try to explain to my grandkids, you know, about RC cars and be like, well, in 2015, I never lost a race, which is probably the way it went down. I haven't won a club race since February on, on carpet. And that was only because I was running the wrong tires. So nobody had tires. What well, do you no- mean the wrong ones? Well, nobody had tires in stock. So I had to run another brand's tires. And they were pretty good and you didn't have good tires. And so I ended up winning that day. I just, yeah, I just ran Baldwin's. Yeah. I ended up winning that day, but I haven't won a legit club race on dirt. Like I don't even remember the last time. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I won Saturday, I, I I haven't shaken in a really long time. I used to shake really bad when I was a kid. I'm going to tell a story real quick. So the regionals in 1996 at Goodyear, in Lincoln, Nebraska, I ran stock truck. It's the first time I ever ran AAA mains. I think I qualified like seventh or something like that. And somehow the last main event, the, the winner of the overall winner of stock truck had won the first two. So he didn't have to run. It was Roger. Um, oh my God. I know the guy's last name, but I can't remember it now. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I ended up winning the last main. I passed Scott Simon awesomely on the inside of this, like, like finger thing they had. Brian Burnt could probably mm-hmm. tell you about it because he built the track. Yeah. Anyways, I almost passed out on the driver's stand 
like, I remember this first real major race that I'd even come close to winning. And it was, uh, it was an AMA in a stock truck. And I remember crossing the line. My mom was there. She was over there. And I like, I like looked at her and she was clapping, making sure that, you know, I was making sure that she saw me. And then I like blacked out for like, mm. a, like, like a second or two. Like I remember blacking out and then I woke up. I'm like, what am I doing? This is stupid. And, uh, but I used to shake all the time, uh, when I was younger. And then I used to get really, really nervous before races. I still do to a certain extent. So if I ate anything that morning, dude, by noontime, you know, cause a lot of times you'd have to, if you were in the A main and you weren't running triple A mains, you would have to wait, you know? Yeah. Or like a nitro race. The nitro races were mm-hmm. the worst making an A main at a nitro race. And you're in that, you're in that expert or pro level A main. It's like the last run of the day. You have to sit there all day and think about your race. So I used to just yeah, terrible, terrible stomach aches. People would see me with headphones on and my head down. That's because I would turn on like, um, like techno music or Radiohead or something like that to try and like get my mind off of everything. But the last 10 years or so, you know, racing is just for me. I don't even, it doesn't really bother me anymore. I was shaking so hard up there on the driver's stand, the last lap, like I, my leg started shaking uncontrollably and I couldn't, I was like, like it took my concentration off so much that I, I didn't do the triple and I didn't do the tabletop because my mind was like, mm. why are you shaking? You dummy. Like it's just a club race. And, and, but I, but then my little, the little voice over here was like, you haven't, you haven't won a race in like two years, douchebag, like just finish this thing out and don't do anything stupid. And that's why I was so excited at the end of it. I was so happy. I hadn't been that happy in so long. I got to win a club <laughs> race and, and on top of that, uh, the previous weekend's club races, Mac Vanderbeek won. Yeah. So if you combine the age of the last two mod buggy winners at, at the club race at Hobbyplex in Omaha, Nebraska, I think the combined age is like 87 between <laughs> the two of us. That's awesome. So the old guys have been, uh, have been tearing it up in the club racing scene, not summer series, but the club racing at least. Yeah. So I just had to throw that out there. I felt bad for you. You got hosed. Yeah, it's okay. It happens and it'll happen to me again. I'm sure. But oh, well, it's just a club race still, though. Yeah. I still go to work on Tuesday. You know, yep. Same so here. Not a big deal. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I'm going to do a very quick check to see if we got any more questions before my phone dies. Oh, uh, okay. We got a couple more here. We can get this done. Uh, okay. Epic Epic Gary wants to know where did you where did you get your beard cut at? Uh, in my driveway by my wife. Nice. Your wife's a hairdresser uh, too, so that makes sense. Yeah, she's a hairstylist. Though. Yeah. Um, Greg Van Buskirk, who's from who's from uh, up north and used to race at the Plex. Okay. Has actually, I think, a couple of my bodies or a car or something like that. Purchased a, a Protec forty two hundred battery pack in February. I've not charged it yet. Should I charge it in storage mode or leave it until I get ready to race again? Well, it should should be in storage yeah, mode. Yeah, right. it should like, be. It should be ready to store. Like if you never charged it and it was came off the shelf, or you know you ordered it, or however you got it. Yeah. The way it was shipped to you, as long as it was never used, it should be at the you know, the storage. It should still be at like seven, eight, seven, six, usually something yeah, around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So I wouldn't charge it. I mean, if you wanted to, you could charge it up and then discharge it to the like you know you charge it. And then you put it in storage mode on your charger. The charger will discharge it to the, that's the true. storage voltage for the battery. Yeah, that's true. So if you wanted to just cycle it a little, you could just, to, I mean, if you wanted to, you could, but it's not really necessary. 
I just leave it alone. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cause it's already at its storage. And then he says the album that will has the black Sabbath is an album that uh, he purchased back in the seventies. So, Oh, that's pretty cool. Hey, he's going back and watching old episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nick wanted to know what place we came in while racing, but we just covered that. So that's it. All right. Well with that, um, I think we're done here. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. Um, you can find them at pivotlending.com. I believe they're expanding too. I believe they're they're starting to hit. Uh, they're going to be out on the East Coast here soon as well, from what I was told. So you can look them up. Oh, I just want to say, if the guy that uh, that that wrote on the uh, laser nut unboxing, that if I looked at the instruction manual, I'd find that the uh, the the receiver is waterproof. Like I'm like I'm stupid. Yes, you are correct. The receiver is waterproof. However, I still would not want to submerge an open receiver in water. No matter how waterproof it says it is. Yeah. Wouldn't you want a watertight receiver box? I would. I don't know. That's that was that was the point I I was trying to make. I don't know. Have you ever had a waterproof watch and then you like swim with it and there's water on the inside? Yes. Yes. I have. Then it like all that water gets in the inside of your watch and ruins it. Yes. I thought it was waterproof. Exactly. And then you like read the fine print. It's like, oh, this is water resistant. You can't submerge it. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Anyways, let's try that again. Uh, This show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. Uh, You can find them at pivotlending.com. If you mention the show, uh, if you're in the market for a, a home loan refinance, that sort of thing, uh, make sure you mention us and you can get a $500 lender credit or a 0.125 um, off of your interest rate. You get to choose if you go through with uh, with a new refinance or home loan. Nothing like owning your own house, man. That's uh, That's been the best part of my marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's having a place to live. So there's that. Yeah, I like living somewhere. Yeah, me too. So with that, we're out of here. Thanks to Will Britton again for uh, for being the co-host as always. And I'm glad you're yeah, back. No from, I'm, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back from vacation. Yeah, me too. I'm glad you raced Saturday, even though you did crappy. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, I'm still uh, fun. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it this Saturday or not. It's we'll okay see. if you don't. I kind of feel like I said. I kind of feel like we're we're kind of on that down that down trend right now because we we know we got carpet season coming up. We know the end of the summer series is coming up. So yeah. Well, I think my wife wants to drag her camper out somewhere. Oh, nice. And it's her birthday next weekend, so. Yep. Okay. Probably gotta, better not race. Got to do that's that. That's okay. Yep. I, I have a life. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. I'll see you later. All right. See you. See yep. you on the flip-flop. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.